ignore the surrounding noise in room Arizona. It's a little no noisy, but we're continuing our discussion on homicide and we're moving on from murder to manslaughter. And we're going to go over the common law approach and we're going to go over the NPC approach. Uh, the common law approach, the case that we talked about was Gerard on uh, V State. Uh, what happened in this case, I won't go too far in depth because I want to focus more on the principles, but um, husband, wife had been married uh, for a very short period of time. She threw some insults at him, climbed on him, pulled his hair. Uh, he walked out of the room <clears throat> with the pillow uh, and grabbed a knife, came back, asked if she meant it. She said that she did, and so he um, killed her. Uh, the He was charged with second-degree murder. And the question is, is he should he be guilty of murder or manslaughter? And a voluntary manslaughter underneath the common law approach, so we're starting with the common law, <coughs> excuse me, is killing another human being that results from serious provocation uh, from the victim, so meaning that they were seriously provoked. So how do we determine if this was actually manslaughter? Well, there are four elements that need to be met. The first is adequate provocation. Second is killing in the heat of passion. Uh, third is that the heat of passion needs to be sudden. And fourth is that there's a causal connection between the provocation, the passion, and the fatal attack. Um, or fatal act, I should say. So addressing this first element that we're going to talk about, how do we determine what is actually considered an adequate provocation? Well, there's several um, situations that are considered uh, that the courts have said that this constitutes an adequate provocation. Uh, there's discovery of spouse in the act of committing adultery, uh, mutual combat, assault upon the defendant, injury to a close relative, and illegal arrest. So those are things that the courts have said, if these things happen to you, we can understand why you would be in the heat of passion, that passion would be sudden, and that provocation was there. Here, Gerard was found guilty of murder, not manslaughter, because he was not adequately provoked. And the reason for that is because words, or insults in this case, are not enough. Uh, she had climbed on him and pulled his hair, but, I mean, he wasn't actually physically threatened um, in any of the means. If she had come up to him with the baseball bat saying, I'm going to bang your head in, well, then that would have been quite different. But there needs to actually be the substantive action along with those insults or words. So words alone are not enough. That's the common law approach of how you determine whether or not there's adequate provocation. The MPC approach is different, however. Uh, remember, there's not degrees of murder, there's just murder, and then there's manslaughter. So a manslaughter is an action that would otherwise be a murder, except that there's an extreme emotional disturbance with a reasonable excuse. So there's two elements there. If there's extreme emotional disturbance, and if there's a reasonable excuse for this action then a person can be found guilty of manslaughter and not murder. So in other words, someone is guilty of murder if they meet the elements of murder and don't have this manslaughter defense. Let's talk about these two elements. First, extreme emotional disturbance. This one is entirely subjective. 
we look at the minds of the individual uh, to see if they meet this requirement. Were they actually emotionally disturbed to an extreme level? If this is the case, then it's going to move to the jury to examine the facts of the, it, from the mind of the individual. So there's still a subjective component to it. But they're going to see whether a reasonable person in that mindset and with those certain facts would act as they would have done underneath those facts. So here, this case that we're talking about was People v. Kasasa. And what happened here is that a girl had refused to date this person. Uh, it emotionally destroyed him. Uh, there were several actions that he did that was inconsistent and eventually led to him taking her life. Here, he was guilty of murder, not manslaughter underneath the NPC approach because even though he was extremely emotionally disturbed, so he met that subjective element, the jury did not find his actions reasonable considering the facts. And that is because killing somebody because they refused to kill, uh, date you. Uh, note also that he would have been guilty underneath the common law approach because is this a sufficient provocation? The answer is no, because all she had done was say, I don't want to date you. And so he would have been guilty underneath both the NPC and the common law approach. NPC tends, I think, to be a little bit more encompassing of who is determined to be a murderer uh, as it goes underneath this approach of trying to figure out the difference between murder and manslaughter. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Law Schoolers. Before I let you go, there are four things I want to say. The first thing is if you enjoyed these episodes and if you enjoyed the website, I would invite you to go and join Law Schoolers Pro. And you can do that by going to lawschoolers.com slash join. It's a way for you to support us, but there's also a lot of features there that I think you will enjoy. Second thing is that nearly all of our episodes are unedited. The only ones that aren't are pre-law materials, and the reason for that is so you can actually see the legal material in its raw form as I'm learning it as well. The third thing is that the information contained in these episodes are specifically only for educational purposes. They're not to be used as legal advice, and with that, the fourth thing is if it is used as legal advice, we are not liable. That is, law schoolers is not liable for any legal outcomes. Thank you again for enjoying the show. Have a good one.